Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. Corrine, I really need to tell you about this amazing place that I just returned from last night. Um, And if you follow me on social, you know I was there. Uh, I was just at the European Travel Agent Forum in Madeira, or as they say in Madeira, Madeira. But Um. I, I cannot believe that it took me this long to actually make it there. And I also can't believe that it's not a hotter destination for US travelers. And just the strip alone, I went in a couple days early for the pre-fam and I'm so glad I did because I was able to see so much of the island and experience so many of the fun activities you can do there, meet the people, try the food. I just can't, I I mean, I talk about all these cool places I've been to before and I'm like, oh, I want to move there. But literally like this place, I started looking at property. I'm like, okay, how much is rent a month? It can stay there for like maybe three months out of the year, like just to relax. Because the moment I got there, it there was like little to no stress on my part. And it was a work-related mm-hmm. trip. So usually I feel like I am high stress, high anxiety, But you arrive there and immediately you have like a sense of calm. The weather was perfect. The people are warm. And everything is really, really affordable there. Just to give you an example, we had like a city tour and then there was like a 30-minute free time thing. And so we saw the cathedral on the island because did you really go to Europe if you didn't go inside a church? Nope. (laughs) So we went in there just to like take a look. And you know how in other parts of Europe you have the cathedral and then you have like a square and then you have a bunch of cafes all along the square and you know, do not go to any of those because the pricing is going to be so sky high. But we didn't want to, we didn't have enough time to walk to find another place. Me and a couple other advisors, we just found one of the cafes on the square because we're like, we'll just order some drinks and then use the restroom and then we can head out. So we ordered four beverages at a cafe next to the square of the main cathedral. And when I went to go get the bill, the guy was like, it's five euro 50. And I'm like, oh, I'm paying for everybody. And he's like, yes, it's five euro 50. Five euro 50 for four drinks in that prime location. How I'm insane. guessing non-alcoholic drinks, right? There was, there was at least one beer. Okay. And even so. Dang. The average, like, I don't know, like a euro, I mean, euro and and change. So that was the general pricing for things on the island, which is crazy to me, but I loved it. <laughs> mm, I really need to get there. I keep, every time an opportunity pops up, there's something else going on, but it's really high on my list. Yeah. And anyone listening, if you do get a chance to go, like really do give it a try. And I did a canyoning activity. Can you imagine like me going canyoning? I, I was, yeah. Is there I was a picture so nervous. of you in a helmet? Because if there is, I need to see it. Yes. It's on Facebook, but you're not on Facebook. 
Well, I'm on it, but well, I don't you are on Facebook, it. but very limited. Like that's where all my yes. stuff is. So if you want to go see, head to my page, Karina. You can see all the photos. Ooh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it'll eventually make it on Instagram, but I think I'm going to do an actual post on Instagram for it instead of just like pure stories. So we'll see. I'm just slowly filtering it on Insta right now. But yeah, it was incredibly fun. And I feel like that island really got me out of my comfort zone and it brought me to a really nice mental space for meeting people, going to the conference and really feeling like I am confident in the direction I'm taking my business. It was just the overall island vibe. I just really can't explain it. I love it. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Well, the first on the list is Travel Age West, uh, and it's about river cruising in 2023, one of mm-hmm. our favorite kinds of travel experiences. Yep. I was just uh, training my new assistant and telling him how this is my absolute favorite way to travel. As advisors, we love selling these because more often than not, the commission has a comma in it, which is what we all strive for, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So this is a good update on the outlook for river cruising in 2023. So it says here, over the course of 2022, the river cruise industry put pandemic pauses squarely in the rearview mirror, announcing, christening, and officially inaugurating an impressive number of new vessels. And the outlook remains positive as the year draws to a close with European Christmas markets, one of the industry's most popular itinerary offerings, reopening in greater numbers and river levels rising to support cruise travel without further interruption. And in 2023, the industry is set to ride the wave of momentum with a variety of exciting new developments. Yeah, I'm actually pushing Christmas markets in my Black Friday email. I'm telling people now is the time to plan for 2023 Christmas markets river cruise. Oh, yeah. And I feel like in 2022, I did do a pretty good amount of river cruise bookings for 2023 because people were just ready. They're like mentally ready to be able to go on that level of a trip. They've had time to think about it and talk about and also, it I think, and get excited. Yeah. People want to go back to Europe and river cruising is like a less hectic way to see a lot of places. We all know unpack ones, you get to see a lot of things mm-hmm. just, sure. I, and there's, far fewer people on a river cruise ship than on an ocean cruise ship. So it feels a lot more comfortable, just not so much exposure to so many people and going, going, going and packing and moving and all that stuff. And I Um, love how river cruise itineraries can also take you to quote unquote exotic destinations. I don't mm -hmm. know. I feel like I need to find a better word for that, but that's what they use in the industry. Um, So this article talks about Egypt, for example, Viking has a new ship. Um, They're introducing Viking Aton, Aton, um, a sister ship to Viking Osiris next year along the Nile River, sailing its pharaohs and pyramids itinerary. And I know um, you mentioned you were going to Vietnam. Is that through a river cruise? I can't Yeah, I'm sure. doing yeah. Timeless Wonders of Vietnam and Cambodia on Uniworld. So mm, that's going to be fancy. really good. <laughs> 
Um, and it, then it also brings up that for clients who are looking to stay closer to home, American Cruise Lines is introducing its American Serenade in early 2023 on the Mississippi. The ship will be part of the studio or the line studio Dado, Dado design model series or modern, excuse me, geez. Two more ships, American Eagle and American Glory, will also arrive for the domestic line as the first of of 12 planned coastal catamarans capable of traversing both rivers and lakes for unique waterway combinations. So not only Europe, but also for the people who want to stay close to their home. I do like this list of what they call fresh itineraries for 2023. They Mm -hmm. have um, an eight day San Francisco Bay voyage, which sounds super exciting. Mm -hmm. And that extends to the Napa River and the San Joaquin River. They also have a 15-day National Parks and Legendary Rivers route. And they will include a bonus land portion that navigates five states, three parks, and two rivers. How fun. Amazing. That's super exciting. Um, There's also, from American Queen Voyages, they're unveiling their new U.S. options for next year, including its Kentucky Derby Cruise, complete with available VIP tickets to the popular equestrian event. How are you going to cool. pack your hat? Is everybody going to have huge hat boxes? You know, what would be really fun is if they do an onboard hat making <gasps> activity and they have like hats and you have like all these supplies and hot glue guns and stuff and you can make your own hat. Wouldn't that be super fun? I, I think that'd be hot great. Glue gun. <laughs> <laughs> or some kind yeah, of glue. I made, I made mine with hot glue guns. <laughs> They're also going to offer a new 23-day trip from Minneapolis to Pittsburgh, which is their longest itinerary ever, sailing a total of 1,772 miles and hitting 22 ports on the American Countess. Of course, we've all heard about the Ama Waterways, 45 or 46-night, seven-river journeys Mm, across four countries with a choice of more than 130 complimentary excursions. The trip takes place on board multiple vessels in the fleet, all with seamless transfers and extra included laundry service and gratuities. And then Uniworld is gearing up for a pair of new mystery cruises in 2023. So guests will only know the points of embarkation and disembarkation and the overall trip duration, but there's surprise tours and events along the way. They'll also reach further ashore with new cruise and rail circuits showcasing train travel on the Maharajas Express in India. I always thought that if I went to India, I would definitely want to do it in a way that Uniworld offers with like the river cruising and now with rail circuits. I would 100% be on board with that. Heck yeah. Absolutely. That's probably the way that I can do it. I'm very ashamed to say that my palate cannot tolerate the Indian spice flavor profile. And I hate this about myself (laughs) because I really always want to be able to go with the flow and I want to go to India. So this could possibly give me the opportunity because I can maybe be like, oh, can you make me a chicken breast? Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not a picky eater, but I just like no matter how many times I try, palate won't tolerate it. I feel like it can give you options, too, because if you're like, I'm going to try it this time, maybe like I'll like this. And then yeah. you can try that food. And if you don't like it, you have other options. I think exactly. that's what I like too, is having options. Yep. Um, it says here for talc expansion comes by way of its Doro program, where it recently expanded to the family market, as well as on the Seine, where it will redeploy its Esprit riverboat in 2023 to meet increased demand on less frequented waterways. 
I really want to do the Douro. That's something I should probably combine with my Portugal trip that's imminent. I just know it. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, do the, do the Douro Valley River Cruise and then, you know, Head maybe over do there. a pre-cruise in Lisbon, go to Porto, pick up your river cruise, and then fly to Madeira, and then from Madeira, fly back to the U.S. Because there are some direct flights yes, from so. Madeira to the U.S. Um, via like JFK or Boston or something like that. I can't remember. I need to check from Mexico on. City and see. Well, if you JFK it with Delta, you can Delta it to Mexico City. Well, maybe there's yeah. more from Mexico City. Never yeah, know. but you there are options. A, yeah. Um, now I lost my place. So other things in river cruising is about the, the marketing, the positioning, um, and Avalon's president, Pam Hoffey said luxury is no longer defined by amenities alone. Instead, it's defined by choice and possibilities, which is what you just said. It's about Mm -hmm. travelers feeling empowered to do what they want when they want and with the ease they want with everything taken care of for them. And she said, calling a well-priced river cruise line, a value brand is not nuanced enough. So Emerald cruises is often confused as a value cruise, which is not accurate. The vice president of U S sales for scenic and Emerald said Emerald river products are solid in the premium sector and are edging up into the upper premium market with nicely included options. And I can attest to that because I was just pricing Christmas market cruises, and it was coming in above Alma. Oh, really? And I expected it to be lower. So I also had a similar misunderstanding. And then Riviera, which I need to learn more about, but I think it's like less inclusive, right? Um, It's more like... Mm -hmm. Well, it does include all the meals, but in terms of... Like usually river cruises will include beer and wine at meals, but on Riviera, it doesn't unless you buy the drink package because not everybody wants to drink. And I did send a client to France on a Riviera cruise because she was traveling for her 50th birthday, but she was taking her son. So the pricing came out really well. um, And the commission was really good for the pricing that they had and we oh. added on um, the drink package. So the, the son had the soda package and then the mom had the beer and wine package. So it's more customizable, I think. And people don't feel like they're paying for things that they're not going to use. And I really do love Marilyn, <laughs> the lady who is, um, I guess she's like the U S rep for Riviera cruises. She's been at a few of the conferences. Have you met her? I haven't. And I need to dive more into this because I'm sitting here thinking it it would almost be better for me not to have the included beer, beer, you know, me and beer, uh, because (laughs) I will have a beer at lunch and a beer at dinner every single Mm -hmm. day because they're offering it. Sure. (laughs) If I had to buy it, that doesn't mean I wouldn't necessarily have it, but I, but I think I'd probably drink fewer beers, not because of the price, but just because it's not just like, here, let me pour you a beer. Mm-hmm. Well, they do quote Marilyn in this article saying, we're at the top of the premium category with less than premium pricing. Luxury often feels misused and vague or overlaps with upscale. While we don't say Riviera is luxury, we do say we're luxurious. Mm. Okay. And my client loved the experience and she said her son did as well. And even though she said that that time of year that they went, they were maybe in the youngest 
set of clients that were on board and she was celebrating her 50th birthday. They still had a wonderful time interacting with the other guests on board. Yes. She said the food was really great and she tends to be a picky eater. So they really, really loved the overall experience. Yeah, the article sums it up by saying, ultimately, it's how agents choose to convey each River Cruise brand to their clients and what inclusions customers specifically seek that defines them. And there continues to be an option for just about every personality and budget with 2023 poised to be the year even more travelers discover their own personal favorites. Love it. Our next article is from Travel Pulse. And the title is The Explorian Cozumel, a luxury sanctuary in the middle of the Mexican Caribbean jungle. That this was interesting because I found many times people will go to Cozumel as a cruise stop. Yes. And then they want to go back. But there's not a lot of good resort choices. But this looks really cool and interesting. Obviously, I love anything unique in Mexico. So I thought it was worth telling our audience about in case they have a cruise client come back and like, I want to go back to Cozumel. This is a really interesting and different option. And it looks like it caters a lot to the more active traveler. It says here that the Explorian Cozumel offers as part of the stay, a wide range of adventure activities in the vast nature of the largest island in Mexico with guided excursions in the sea and jungle in which the resort provides the necessary equipment such as snorkels, bicycles, kayaks, and rowing boards, among others. And those who love the marine world cannot miss the expedition to the coral reefs and enjoy one of the richest ecosystems in Mexico, as well as a magical afternoon snorkeling in the protected reserve of El Cielo, home to an impressive number of starfishes. Yeah. The thing is, is that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of when you get off a ship in Cozumel and not being able to walk four steps without someone trying to sell you, you know, a souvenir or hectic. But the truth is, the water in Cozumel is spectacular for anyone who's into snorkeling or diving. It's a great destination. It's just a matter of staying out of that really chaotic (laughs) tourist Mm -hmm. section. Yeah. And it says here in the article too, that the resort has a great spa um, with a variety of treatments and they do try to focus on the wellness part of travel as well. So it could be a great mixture between adventure activities during the day and then relaxing. Um, Just a bunch of really great options and choices for people to choose from. I mean, in Cosmo, like you said, I just didn't, there really isn't anything like this that I know about. Uh, They have guided expeditions, hiking, biking along the coast, trekking along exotic paths through the tropical jungle, Uh, They do SUV tours where you can explore deserted beaches, tropical mangroves, and the exposed reefs of Punta Sur. I'm going. That's it. (laughs) Oh, and we didn't even touch on the gastronomic concept based on the quote-unquote presentation of creative dishes made with local ingredients by experienced chefs who constantly seek to surprise guests with new flavors. So... It's touching all the right points here with gastronomy, Mm. activities, spa. Wellness. um, Wellness. Yes, exactly. And we'll link this article in the show notes per usual. So you guys can check out some of the more, some more details of this resort and if it's a great fit for you or your clients. 
Also, one more thing to note is that the rooms are like casita style standalone. So for those clients who are really looking for privacy and distance, um, it's, you know, it's not like a big hotel where everything is connected. You have your own mm -hmm. little spot in the jungle. I'll have to check out this resort a bit more. Definitely Maybe we won't promising. get back on the ship when we go on the Prima. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if there's time. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not, I'm not saying no. <laughs> hmm. Last on the list of articles is from Travel Market Report. And it is a pretty hefty article. So I, so I think we're just going to skim through this really quickly. Yep. And it's about independent contractor rules and whether that will threaten travel advisors. And, you know, if that is something that you want to look more into, please go into the link in our show notes and read through it. I was telling Kareen when I was reading through this, I felt like I was in grad school again and my eyes yep. were crossing. But it gives Absolutely. really important information. It's just a really heavy article to read. It's very thorough. Mm -hmm. um, it does look like industry experts agree that even if the new rule is implemented as written, it is unlikely that labor would audit employers in an industry like travel where the employer IC relationship is preferred by both parties. And the author of this article, Paul Rudin, says that he agrees with that. So there's nothing set in stone yet, but it does look like they have bigger targets. I think that maybe this could affect our ability to get these virtual assistants that we can get so easily without using a, a service. So it still may affect mm -hmm. us in some ways, may affect us in big ways, but they're feeling sure. like because this, um, most of us, both ends like this arrangement. They said that the greater threat comes from, or he says, I have never believed that government was the primary threat to travel businesses associating with ICs. The greater threat comes from two other sources. Number one is disgruntled workers who were satisfied, satisfied enough as ICs, but upon ending the work relationship, decide to claim that they were employees all the while and thus entitled retroactively to benefits from the FLSA, which I've actually been in my, my start in the industry was with someone who got in trouble because they were running the business like we were employees, but we were ICs, like set schedules, having to make up hours, things like that. You can't do that. <laughs> and then number two is class action attorneys looking to pressure businesses into settlements rather than face the crushing gauntlet of litigation over the classification issue. In such cases, the law set out in these rules will have a large impact on those outcomes. And really makes you wonder, like, you know, RICs work under our business name, but you really have to make it clear that the people are in business for themselves. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that's not going, you know, we like sharing resources and branding and all of these things that are helpful to us as a team. So I'm hoping that doesn't end up on the chopping block because it would appear that they're not in business for themselves. But anyway, that's one of the really major things is... Mm -hmm showing that people are in business for themselves. Sure. You can't have any control over what they sell, how they sell it. Mm -hmm. They are in charge of their own business, regardless of their affiliation with you. I feel like I just looked at my contract the other day, my IC contract, and there is something in there regarding that. Like, even though you're working under 
this brand, this is your own business and you operate it as your own, we can provide guidance. And I make that super clear to anyone who's interested in being an IC with me. Yep. I'm not going to hold your hand. This is your thing. I provide directions and, you know, tips and mentoring, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, this is yours. Like you exactly. determine your own. You are your own boss. You work with yes, us, exactly. not for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says the six primary governing principles in the NPRM are opportunity for profit or loss, depending on managerial skill, investments by the worker and the employer, degree of permanence of the work relationship, nature and degree of control, scheduling, supervision, setting a price for rate or rate for goods and services, ability to work for others, extent to which the work performed is an integral part of the employer's business, skill and initiative. That seems like more than six, no? (laughs) It sounds like more than six. Like I said, once I started reading this, I was just like, Wait, what? <laughs> so those are the main things. It goes into detail about what each of those things means. Apparently, a couple of the things that could potentially trip us up in this industry are the permanence of the work relationship and opportunity for profit or loss, depending on managerial skill. They kind of go into that a little bit, Mm -hmm. but they I'm scrolling and scrolling. That's how long this sucker is. The conclusion, it says, if there is good news in this, it probably lies in the explicit statement of the principles DOL department of labor will use to determine classification. Those same principles will be cited in other circumstances since they represent the agency's expert assessment of the legal principles applied by the courts over many years. Every travel advisor that wants to operate as an independent contractor and every agency that associates with ICs would be well advised to evaluate their operations under these rules when they are finalized. I don't even know. The author also says that. (laughs) Yeah, well, he... He writes, well, it's beyond the scope of this already long explanation. I do believe that host agencies and associated retail advisors can structure their affairs to comply with DOL's often highly subjective regulations. The final version of the rules and the explanation of any changes from the NPRM will be highly instructive and should be watched closely. So I feel like we'll have I'm going to do a little, I'm sorry. I'm going to do a little research into how realtors are responding to this because when I'm talking Mm -hmm. to somebody who wants to join the industry with a host, I usually explain it like if you're a realtor, you work on your own, you make your own commissions, but you associate with a brokerage Mm -hmm. for the benefits and you know, whatever that. And also uh, I can sometimes compare it to renting a chair in a salon, (laughs) but um, I think the realtor is a little closer. Mm -hmm. So Good to keep an eye on this. I wouldn't get yourself all worked up just yet, but luckily there are people who write stuff like this also <laughs> watching. And then Give a summary. You know, we're hosted, so I feel like we can count on mm-hmm. our hosts to help us understand this as well, which is another reason I love. And I'm sure Asta as host. well will be yes. offering resources. Yep. All right. We ready for some headlines? Oh, Yeah. All right, it's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. 
According to Travel Market Report, Antigua's Jolly Beach Resort, the largest resort on the island, will reopen on December 1st. They also report that starting next summer, JetBlue will launch nonstop service between New York's JFK and Paris's CDG, the carrier's second nonstop transatlantic after its New York to London edition in August 21. Seats will go on sale in the coming months. An article from Travel Weekly says that Carnival Cruise Line will increase operations in Norfolk next year, sailing for a six-month period from May through October from the Virginia port. Another one from them says that Hyatt Hotel's inclusive collection is pushing further into Europe with the upcoming opening of Dreams Madeira Resort Spa and Marina, the portfolio's first all-inclusive in Portugal. Travel Age West reports that Disney Cruise Line has confirmed it will acquire the uncompleted cruise ship Global Dream to be reimagined by Walt Disney Imagineering and finished as a new ship for the family-friendly brand. The vessel, the eighth in Disney's fleet, will be dedicated to new global destinations and will be based outside the U.S. Its anticipated sale date is 2025. According to Travel Agent Central, Aruba's Queen Beatrix International Airport became the first airport in the world to receive the Green Globe certification in recognition of its sustainability efforts. They also report that sustainable luxury travel curator Up Norway has launched a new journeys geared towards solo travelers. Among the transformative journeys are a few suggestions from Up Norway for solo travelers in 2023. Self-reflection in nature, fully tailored hiking itinerary for the adventurer, regeneration among visionary entrepreneurs, a solo bird watcher's paradise, and city and wilderness luxury. Travel Pulse reports that Japan is ready to welcome back international cruise ships. The schedule for returning voyages yet to be finalized, but the first vessel set to depart on an international sailing will depart from Yokohama in December and visit Mauritius before returning in January. And our high note today is also from Travel Pulse. Officials from Yosemite National Park announced the popular tourist destination would no longer require entry reservations. According to the National Park Service, reservations will no longer be required to visit Yosemite during the summer of 2023, a decision that comes after the park added a reservation system due to the pandemic in the summers of 2020 and 2021. And that's it for Excess Baggage. I'm super excited that you added that one little bit on the Dreams Resort in Uh um, Madeira because we actually heard about it from the AMR rep who was in attendance at the European Travel Agent Forum. It's going to be located on this island off of Madeira. So Madeira is it's an archipelago. So there's a bunch mm-hmm. of little islands. So Puerto Santo is the island that has a sandy beach, like a really long sandy beach. And so they're super excited for dreams to go and uh, have an appearance in Portugal. So I might go back and give Great it a to shot. Me. <laughs> we'll go together. Just, just a reminder <laughs> that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello? Please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.